Welcome to the Shelter Footy Cast. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, taking you through all the big stuff in the AFL of the week gone by and coming up ahead. Skeeter, we've got a Patreon now, mate. Are you excited? I've never heard the term Patreon, but I'm on board with you, Scoey. If you take me to the promised land, I'm there. VIP content, discounts, and much more. Backchatstudios.com.au to sign up as a VIP. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Shell, the footy cars, live from Backchat Studios. Welcome. That's the Southern River Band playing their hearts out there on a national tour right now. And you are here, right here. Backchat Studios, Mark Reddings, Will Schofield. Hello, Skeet. How was your weekend? Hello, Scoey. Yeah, full of footy or waffle action. Of course, no AFL to talk about. Well, nothing to really uh, touch on because uh, we're waiting for Thursday night for the footy. But uh, a bit still happening in, in the AFL landscape. And the West Coast Eagles, you were front and centre at, uh, at the Club Champion Awards. Good night. And yes. the right result with Tim Kelly. Yes. Um, you might be the hardest man, the hardest working man in football, I think. Like, you, you just... You just well, I don't have a full-time it. job, so I just have to keep <laughs> saying yes to every uh, offer that comes my way. Um, but no, I had two good games of footy. But no, I'm looking forward to uh, September, end of September. And then I'll just uh, check out for a bit. This week is going to look a little bit strange. Thursday will be a normal preview show, but today's show, it's a bit of a mixed bag. We're just going to whip through all things in sport. There's plenty going on. Um, we'll try and find a thirsty camel clanger of the week for you. Um, trying to think of mine, but I'll, I'll, I reckon I'll find something. I'll find something. Oh, you know, I was thinking, as soon as you said that, I thought Lee Spurred the boundary for us on uh, on Saturday and Sunday. Oh, my so he just loves Spurry, as you do as well. But there's always just something, because you just know when there's players involved, is. He interviewed one guy, and he just said, mate, he didn't know his name. His name is Michael Selwood, but he just, he just has the ability spirit to, to turn up with a, sometimes not even a pen. Sometimes he just rocks up without anything and just says, right, I'm ready to go. Who's playing? In the waffle. You could call that a roll of the dice, Skeeter. Yes. 22nd of September, Friday, 6pm. Dice will be playing down at Shelter Brewing Co. Uh, down in Bustleton. Make sure you get your tickets, book some accommodation down there. It is the long weekend, so it'll be absolutely heaving down there. What's your favourite Dice uh, song, Skeeter? Oh, it's too hard to put it into one sort of uh, word or two or three words. It's just a, a great <laughs> compilation of music that I, I'm very fond of. And you know that I've got... Uh, I heard no, the, the, the song play that you played on the, uh, on the that machine there a few weeks ago. Thank you very much, Anyway, I don't know any of their music, but I like them. Yes, I like them too, so make sure. I don't know. You should have asked me my favourite. Oh, okay, well, what's yours, Buggerlugs? Yeah, I'm with Skeeter. I love them all. Uh, no, I, I, from all for regards, it's going to be a big show down oh, there. Oh, yeah, so. good. Yeah, it's well covered. Skeet and Scoey won't be down there, though, unfortunately. <laughs> won't we? Uh, well, you want to go down? Oh, it's, it's grand final weekend in the Waffle, so probably be probably a bit... You'll uh, be working. A bit remiss of You'll be working. Uh, let's get into some of the big stuff that's going around right now, Skeeter. There's a fair bit going on. Um, I think we start with the pre-finals buy, just in, in general. Like for, for one, it leaves us on a Monday not knowing what to talk about, so <laughs> that's one thing. But there's bigger issues at play here. I, I think the AFL is missing out on a real opportunity to activate this weekend. Totally. And well, the weekend that's just gone, yes. uh, I think we should have played finals footy. Yes. And th- now, the theory for this is 
uh, going back in time, and Ross Lyon, I think it was 2015 or thereabouts, he uh, and a couple other coaches, I think Brad Scott, rested a lot of players leading into the finals. Now, the NRL coaches did exactly the same yes. the weekend just gone. So it sort of compromised the so-called integrity. I think the alternative, and I think we saw it here in Perth, by virtue of COVID, that we had a buy before the grand final. That was to allow, I guess, um, the two weeks that was required. The hubs and bubbles. Sort of and puparama that we had with, with McGowan, you know, shutting down the world. But I think now's a really good chance. Um, not saying Laura Kane is, is going to make those types of decisions by herself, but Andrew Dillon, it's a new, new leadership group. I think there's a, a really strong case to go pre-grand final. Then you have your Waffle grand final, your Sanford grand final, VFL, um, your awards, which we've seen this week, take place in that, that spare week. And the biggest issue, I suppose, from a playing perspective, Scully, apart from getting your body right, is the concussion issue, which is going to raise its head. At some point, it inevitably, it might, might be this year, will raise its head and a player will miss a grand final because of a, a head knock. There's a few other things. Look, I agree. You've been talking about the concussion issue for a while now. Um, the, the other ones, this pre-finals buyer, it gives the advantage to eighth spot. Right, If you make finals, you get another week to freshen up. I don't think we should be rewarding eighth spot. like that. They, look, you deserve to play finals. You finish in the top eight. But you don't then deserve to get the same benefits as one and two and three mm. and four do. So there's got to be some sort of incentive to, to finish on top of the ladder. Now, I know that is the double chance right now. But if we're giving a buy, which predominantly, one, is to protect the integrity of the competition, but two... Uh, is to effectively get all of our best teams with their best players out in the park. I think that sh- that reward should be given to the two grand final sides, and that'll fall into what you're talking about because this weekend's been a d- dead weekend of footy. Yes, the AFL W kicked off this year, and I think the AFL is looking to sort of establish a bit of a clear clear space for that. I've got some ideas around the AFL W season that I'm going to bring up with you a little bit later. But timing wise of the, of the year or, or, or got, what you've seen because you yeah had- timing. Yeah, timing. Um, should I talk about it right now? I think I think it's probably relevant. AFLW. Um, so we, we we can go through a couple of results a bit later then. But the AFLW. How about this for an idea? Why don't we play them as curtain raisers to the AFL proper? You would you would have been around when the VFL used to do that in in Melbourne. Yeah. They used to play either a TAC Cup or a VFL game before. AFL games and the MCG. I remember as a kid going and watching it, and I used to love it. And you used to get the pre crowd in watching those games. We well, I saw so, I saw a massive crowd at North Sydney Oval for the Sydney GW uh, Sydney game. They play Adelaide maybe. Um that looked great, but I looked around the competition, I didn't see huge crowds. Would we get bigger crowds and guarantee some more interest if we played curtain raises? Because we don't do that in the AFL because every team doesn't have a aligned club. West Coast has their West Coast waffle side, but not every club has one of those. The AFLW does now. Why don't the girls play before the men? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Uh, off the back of that, you'd have to finish matches probably an hour at least. I know there's a an hour window that the AFL clubs like to get out and, and, yep. and do some prelim work. The idea in principle looks good. How, how that would play out with uh, fans. Att- I know there's always an issue. I get called up by fans saying, well, I want to go and watch the AFLW or go and see the, the game before the Eagles play Carlton. But guess what? Um, I've got to buy a full ticket to the whole day. In principle, though, it, it's sound. So therefore, you're obviously aligning their season, AFLW, more in line with the yeah. the AFL. I, I still don't think the, the 10 matches is where they're at at the moment. So it's, it's obviously has to start later Somewhere. in the year or start about the same and then have their grand final about now. Yeah. Since the last weekend just gone. So... Look, I, I think they're open to all sorts of ideas. 
the standard is always going to be difficult at the moment with the expansion to to get that that quality is where you'd like. From face value off round one, it's better this year. It's already it's already better. Yeah. So um, scoring's higher. They've brought in some rules this year. Um, they've put an interchange cap on. They've in- sixty. Yep. They've increased the time of quarters. They've decreased the gaps in between quarters. So the, what what the issue they want really, and that, we can talk around this all we want. You need better, higher scoring Which matches. they've got, Skeeter. Yeah. So off round one, they've got exactly that. Those scores are higher than we saw last year, the year before, and the year before that. So the uh, the derby was uh, a little bit of a dour affair. The, the weather was absolutely shit He couldn't actually kick into the wind. That was 27 and 19. That was the lowest score of the round. Go through the scores. 73-31, 58-28, 65-17, 49-30, 56-16, 51-46. There's some... They're, they're well, AFL men's sh- scores. I'm in, sorry. In a shortened, yeah. shortened version of what we see yeah, in the correct. AFL. That being said, yesterday it was East Perth Claremont on uh, one of the seven stations and obviously the AFLW Derby. I'll be fascinated with the numbers, um, TV numbers, because about three and a half, four thousand went to Fremantle, about 3,000 went to Leaderville. I'll be staggered if... Well, anyway, I, I know what I would be choosing to watch. Tuning in to Mark Reddings. No, 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 not me. I know, I know. It's the quality... <laughs> Scoey is still yeah. the waffle received nothing in the West on Friday, no coverage whatsoever. Um, eight pays lift out for the win, which is terrific. They're getting that. But don't forget that with the competition is not bad. It's it's still pretty pretty good, and there's no AFL on. I just think I wonder if we've just maybe taken our eyes off what is a really good product, and we're trying so desperately off the back of the Matildas as a media, to build up the AFLW into something that it's not quite yet. We see this across the country. The VFL doesn't get numbers to no. their games either. The Sandfall is increased. It's good. It's good. I-, I wonder what the Sandfall does the best. Is it just because they've still got that... Tribalness? Tribal. Yeah, that culture. Mm. Because for me, I've seen a fair few waffle games this year. Not heaps, but I've probably been to over six or seven. Mm. It's It's a... Good community feeling. I just wonder what's missing from a local. That's point a good of view question here. because the quality. I mean, let's. It's no no comparison between the AFLW and a waffle. Because I agree, yesterday. I agree with that. But you, there's not ten thousand people going there. No, every because because young girls are saying, I want to go and see yeah. someone that I can emulate in ten years from now. Which I I, I get. And don't let, for one minute say I'm knocking the AFLW. I just think sometimes we forget that we've got a pretty good competition that uh, has been in our backyard for a long time. It's not the AFL. I'll tell you what, there's been a lot of a lot of good footy played and still is over the weekend. We saw two games decide cumulative uh, totals, uh, margins of 22 points. So, yeah, but the AFLW, I don't mind your your suggestion, but whether they would like to... Yeah, I think they're, they're caught in a, a spot, aren't they, of trying to get uh, a time of the year where it doesn't get just completely swamped by AFL. Yes. But also not in the middle of summer where, yeah, you know, here in Perth, you're playing at 34 degrees Correct. at 2 in the afternoon. And you're going head-to-head with... Cricket, which, yeah. look, I don't think is the biggest issue in the world either, but you've got to find space somewhere. I think that's actually the biggest kibosh on my idea. The AFL need – they want to own they want to own the whole year. 12 months of the year. Right? They, and even I mean, I'm in Melbourne for the Spring Carnival. They'll drop stories and they'll do got, fixtures and all yeah, that sort of got, stuff. We've got trade week. We've got uh, the draft period. We've, uh, trade period, so we've got draft week. We've got – uh, that that's extending, you know, making it more more areas there. Then you got AFLW. They're trying to stretch that. You're trying to stretch and stretch and stretch. He's trying to stretch, stretch the preseason at the other end. They want to be able to talk footy twelve months of the year. My idea doesn't give you that. No, exactly. And um, by the way, speaking of new seasons, uh, we'll talk about this maybe Thursday. Yeah. But looking for and you're 
You're a big Minnesota Vikings man, so yes. I'm looking forward to the NFL starting this oh, wow. Friday. The Kansas City Chiefs, the Super Bowl champs, are back in action. So we will touch on now. You're you're more um, across the NFL than I am. I do love it, but I'm overexposed in NFL fantasy teams. I've got about six of them. I'm in uh, the Shelter League, Skeeter. I emceed an event Thursday, so in the middle, I'm, I'm emceeing quite a big event, and I'm running off stage and trying to get my picks up for the shelter footy car well, the shelter NFL draft Okay, didn't quite end up how I would have liked it skate, but I'll still beat those I'll tell you what by the now. way if you're listening you haven't seen it on Netflix quarterback doco of last season Mahomes um, cousins from Minnesota um, amongst those Mariotta as well who went to Atlanta then Tennessee and now gone uh, to I think uh, Philadelphia as a backup quarterback um that's a really good doco if you get a chance to look at it. I haven't seen you since Adam Simpson kept his job. No, and you and I, well, I'll be honest with you, I thought he was in desperate trouble. I thought the the, the vibe, the, the feeling, and when Eddie comes out, and he's well-connected with certain people at the Eagles, when he comes out and is so definitive that you you sort of think, well, this is a, a done deal. Mm. He's gone. Now, whether it was the last couple of weeks where they showed something, dare I say, not against Adelaide but so much, but... Oh, do you have a theory as to whether there was a changing of the mindset of the board or whether we in the media and the outside got it completely wrong from the get-go? Uh, the former. Certainly not. It's certainly not the media and everyone else didn't know what was going on. Look, I've been around the group probably for the last couple of weeks speaking to a lot of people. Um, very well-connected man, Skeeter. Oh, you are. Uh, the the, the vibe I get is there was some certain indecisions at board level. and, and well, That's right. You'd expect that. And when to put out the term unanimous, for me... It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. But also, I'll be going as an Eagles supporter, hang on a sec, if there's no one, no dissenting voices amongst this group, I, I don't mind you coming out saying, we have voted for Adam Simpson to remain. But to say unanimous, I'm thinking, wow, that's, that's really strong. And the numbers don't add up for it being a unanimous decision, you if can, you know what I mean. You can see the messaging uh, that they're trying to put across, which is a united board. And of course. No, but I think you can do that. And, and this probably brings me to, I think what West Coast have got pretty majorly wrong this year is their communication and connection with people and stakeholders of the football club. So that's... Um, and, and you know I'm not just West Coast with this. So I don't like how some clubs in the AFL take the piss out of media, fans, people who are betting on it, fantasy, all that sort of stuff. The stakeholders that I think get um, absolutely wiped to the side when team selection comes out on a Friday and there's players that aren't playing that no one knows about, all that sort of stuff. But I think the communication by the West Coast Eagles this year has been poor. Uh, and, and I was at the Best and Ferris. I saw quite a few people up on stage talk about the inside and connection and they, and they want to open the doors to the club and show what's going on. What you're speaking about with the unanimous decision by the board, I think you can communicate that quite easily, a, a, a united decision, without saying it's a unanimous, there's no issue here, move on. Yeah. Because I, I think that's kind of the vibe that I'm feeling out of the club is... All right, we got Simo coaching, no issue, let's move on. It wasn't a great season, let's get on with it. Which is, again, all good. You expect the club to continue to try and get better, but I don't think there's been a great deal of insight given by anyone involved. As to, as to the decision involved, and I'll just ask you this, being a former player, and in world sport, and given that we've been talking about NFL, Adam, look, terrific coach, premiership coach. If he hadn't won that flag in 18, clearly he would be there as we speak. That's, no. that's a given. Secondly... The numbers that have been produced in the past two years, I know injuries have played a massive part. How many other coaches would survive that? Not many. 
Well, if you think about uh, the decision-making process that the board would have had to go through, they need to look at, one, results, clearly, yep. which you've just spoken about. Two, you need to look at the list you've had on the park and what that list has been able to provide with the tutelage of Adam Simpson and the rest of his co- coaching staff True. and the medical staff and the app. You need to look at it holistically. Yeah, not, not just one part, but there's lots of them. Yep. So, And yep. there's one other, one other alternative as well, which I, I throw up there. Apart from Adam Simpson, do you stick with him? Who's the alternative? Yeah, that, that, That's the question, I think, which I'm sure has been asked. And whether you, whether they were looking at Dean Cox and, and, and thinking he's a possibility, but of course he's staying in Sydney, whether there was someone internally, whether there was someone like a Craig McRae that was out there, which I'm sure there is, whether they didn't feel comfortable enough going to market with the cost of the, the soft cap tax that's going to be uh, applied on the West Coast if they'd moved Adam on. A lot of factors come into it. So I don't think it was a simple decision, but by the same token, um, yeah, it was a, I think it's a really courageous decision from a footy club that um, now has to find a way to, to get better. And, and for mine, they have to win eight games next year to to, to maybe put a bar and say that's, that's, that's where we need to get to. We, you can't have another two or three game win season. So I said this last time, you either keep him or you get rid of him. They've kept him and yep. you've got to back him in. Absolutely. Now, there's a few things there. Um, I, don't, I don't think we've given enough. What, one thing the media hasn't done is given enough uh, clout to the fact that he's contracted. Right? Two more years. Two more years. Uh, and if you were to get rid of him, there was a, f- what was it? Four million, I think. Four million dollar payout. The issue. That's, you can't just keep rolling out, well, West Coast is a rich club, they've got the money, don't worry about the money. That's $4 million. If you're running a business, any business, West Coast or other, and you've got a $4 million decision to make, that's going to come into consideration. So as far as I can tell, that was a huge part in the decision. Absolutely. You don't want to walk... Like, Adam Simpson's a good coach. I can a, tell you that. Coach. He's I, a good, I played under him. Yeah, he's good a good coach. coach. Right? And clearly the results haven't been good enough, not even close to good enough, and there's been significant frustration, not only externally, but internally. With those results, I mean, and I, I think that's pretty pretty much given. But you can't just go, well, I, I will, let's just get rid of Adam Simpson. We'll bring someone else in. There's a cost to that. There's a cost of the of the money side. And like you said, you need to be able to replace him with someone better. And I don't know if that exists right now. No, that's, well, that might be the most pertinent point at all. And and quickly, if they had moved him on, I think it would have been incumbent on certain members of the board who decided to give Adam that extension. If they then decided to do an about face. For them to step aside, I yes. think I think that would have been incumbent upon that. You couldn't, as you say, with the the financial, with the reputational damage Can't done, just walk away from four million bucks. No, no, totally. So that hasn't happened. The board has stuck fat. Uh, it's going to be a fascinating off season for West Coast to see what they can pick up and what they will go for draft time and, and maybe trade wise. You as can't well. tell me, Skeet, if West Coast don't start well next week in sorry next year in the first eight weeks. If there's any big losses, if they are zero and eight, if you don't see improvement, and I'm not saying anything, those things will happen. But if that happens, oh. we're just going to be right back. But here. I think there's more pressure on the on the board than there is on Adam Simpson. Yeah, I agree. Big, big, off the back of that, Simo is in a position where now where Adam he- Simpson's proven. Just so we know, he's a proven coach. This board isn't a proven board. Yeah, well, there's well. There's some very talented people on the board as well, and, and football people that, that that love the game. So I'm not questioning their I love the game. ability. No, but there's there. I would I, I would be loath to to question the the board because you know what I could, why I couldn't. Everyone's questioning Adam Simpson. Why can't we question the board? No, I, I, think, I, that, I think that's. But I did. I said I question question the board's uh, there's ability on that board. I, I don't think there's, there's some really fine people on the board. So yeah, I, I'm just fine. I'm just talking. Yeah, I agree with you. If there's if there's heat early next year. 
um, and they're zero and five, and the results aren't coming. The fans rallied late in the season, which was really mm. fascinating. So there's there's goodwill there, but again, will they just give this a twelve month window to see where it ends up, and then obviously the payout becomes less. They have a look around for other coaches, or let's hope the Eagles win ten games and and think, hey, this has turned around quicker than what we thought. I just will finish on this skater. Yep. One piece of information I did find out was there's been significant uh, handcuffing of Adam Simpson's ability to add anyone to his coaching staff given he didn't know he had the job until one week ago. So with about six weeks to go in the season or sometimes earlier, if you're looking to add assistant coaches to your assistant coaching staff, you go and approach other assistant coaches. You say... This is the deal at West Coast. We've been significantly hampered by injuries. We're a big club. We've got a fair bit of money to throw around. Why don't you come and join us and make us better? And you start selling that to different assistant coaches. There's not the same rules that there are around players with coaches. So I think that happens, right? Adam Simpson hasn't been able to do that because he hasn't known he's had the job. So the lack of clarity by the board, and they're going to keep coming back to the board. Yeah, yeah. They are not, they're not without – you need to be able to criticise everyone here because they've got a job to do too. Because they haven't been able to give Adam Simpson the clarity to go out and make this club better. West Coast have been sitting in the mud, basically. Um, Waiting. Stuck stuck right there. And now they can go and do it. But potentially, with a few specific coaches, it's too late. They're gone. I'll just finish with this line. 2018, winner flag. Terrific. Judge the two clubs that made the grand final and what they have done since then. And Collingwood, I think it's fair to say, have played this out the next five years out far more efficiently. They've made some hard decisions. They've made some tough list decisions and they're getting the results. Kiss to headline the grand final, Skeeter. Oh, Are you yeah. happy with oh, it? Oh, absolutely. Mate, it's outside your era, but I remember growing up with Kiss. You used to put the makeup on. The whole I still wear makeup as well. Did I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> but actually, that's my TV duties. But, um, mate, oh, like, it's fantastic. I mean, crowded house. I mean, Talented band, but they were a bit uh, upset about the structure of their st- stage on Grand Final Day, where it was going to be. Kiss, are they? Are giddy they up? They're great. They'll be upbeat. Are mate. they reviving Elvis to come and play alongside them or something? Like honestly, Kiss. Nothing wrong with Kiss. I'm mate, they you, played in the seventies. They'll mate. be rocking. They'll be rocking the MCG. How old are they? Doesn't matter how old they are. They've got makeup on. No one can see that. They are going to be. Gene Simmons will. I'm telling you, how some old of their is rock Gene and roll Simmons? doesn't matter. The rock and roll they'll play. Would you rather listen to Crowded House, Kylie Minogue, or Kiss? Gene Simmons is 74 years old. Yeah, well, my, the last few concerts I've been to... Yeah, Crowded House would be boring. Crowded so House I'm would be boring. You, Kiss has got a couple of iconic rock and roll songs. I reckon we open up with John Farnham beforehand, and then we're uh, good to we'll go. Just, just get the Yes campaign to, to veto that as well. Are we, are we, are we allowed to talk about... Uh, politics? Like, politics? Politics. Where's Travis Kelsey? Can you give us a little bit of Travis? <laughs> just to start this. shut your mouth! Yes, no, do what you like. You know that I'm like this with 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 everything, honestly. Like, anyone can do whatever they like. Go for your life. We can sit here and talk shit about sport, and it's fun. But politics and all that stuff, like religion or anything, just go, go for your life. Don't put ads down my throat telling me what I can and can't do. I didn't like it with COVID. I don't like the religion Scully. stuff. I don't Mate... Just let me get about my business. Would that be all right? I'll do what I like. No, Scoey, Scoey, what you, you're missing, what is going to happen in the next, what are we, next month or so, you're going to see an advertising blitz by the federal Aren't government. are we fucking paying for 20 this? 20 million. You're going to make, you're, I'm speaking to mates at Channel 7, the influx of money by the government, more so than the no campaign, it is going to be like an election 
month My where there's going to be that much. So it's only just started, Scoey. So get used to it. Either just close your eyes and just drift along, as I will do, or just try and fight it. No, no he's trying to fight it. There's a pamphlet. Be, I've read the pamphlet. It's going to be rammed down And I'll just, that's that's enough for me. I'll just make my mind up on Yeah, facts. totally. But no, that's, can't, why can't we do that? Because there's a lot of people out there that are undecided, uh, Will, and they are just... Johnny Farnham's singing the voice <laughs> down. <laughs> like, seriously, he's 70 years old as well. Well, should we get Kiss to put Nothing wrong with Kiss. I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you this. I can, I will tell you that yes. they will be better than Crowded House in terms of getting the crowd rocking and rolling. Yeah. Having a bit of fun. I'll, I'll just, give you, know you that. Saying? I'll give you that. They've got a bit of spunk. I mean, like, you know. And Gene Simmons, he's betted a thousand women. Now, that is extraordinary. It <laughs> <at the> age... <laughs> might be more than a thousand by now. Good on him. How does he know that? I well, mean... he's obviously got a little tab. He does a little calculator thing. Good on him. He's done his numbers. That's a big effort. How he's still with us is uh, amazing. At 74, he still probably gets a couple to wander up to his hotel room in between shows. Tell you what, that is very good to hear from you, Skater. Uh, let's get back to footy, shall we? Um, do you want to go AFL? you want to go local, Skate? I've got a local story to throw at you, but I've also got some big-time AFL final stuff. Let's go finals, because that's what's the big talking point this week. Uh, Nick Dacos, I saw, him, I saw him running before he got ruled out by the club. The, they had the cameras down there and he's doing his warm-ups. Mate, yep. he, he could, this is like when they pulled the footage out of Nick Natanui and we said, round one, here we go, Nick Nats. <laughs> mate, and he couldn't get over the little, <laughs> little hurdles. hurdles. I saw Nick Dacos and again, I've seen enough footy. Mate, he, he, he could barely run. I would be surprised if he's playing so you're next thinking, week. So you're thinking... If they lose, if they, if they don't... Um, Win, win this week, yeah. Win this week. I, I don't think he'll play next week. Either. I think they're 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 trying to prime him for the prelim. Okay. The the way his his gait was right, you can it, it was it, he was hobbling. You don't get to play a game of AFL footy when you're hobbling at a final. Yeah, well, either respect of it's AFL, it's so quick. He was running straight line strides, which is your very first running session back. Uh, I know that he was just running up and down straight line 100 metre strides and he was hobbling. He's a long way back. Yeah. And speaking of long way back, so too's uh, Brody Grundy with uh, the talk just growing and growing that, of course, Melbourne playing Collingwood on Thursday, that uh, he's already just about... Uh, dominating had, had, the VFL. Dominating the VFL, but uh, talk's ramping up with Port Adelaide. So uh, I reckon he might have played... Well, if he hasn't played his last game, he's on the move. What about a story like, you know, Max Gorn... Hurts himself in this final series, and a Brody Grundy's on your list. That's, I mean, that's a. This is why there was positives to having a Brody Grundy around. Clearly, it, it hasn't worked from a performance point of view with Max Gorn, but without him, Brody Grundy's an All Australian ruckman. Yeah, but but you're, you're saying to Brody, you're there only if Max gets injured. It was a bad, it was a bad move by yep. Brody Grundy. You can't go anywhere past that. I don't think. No, no. But Port Adelaide might be his. His final stop in his career. I feel a bit sorry for him, to be honest. He didn't want to leave Collingwood. Yes. He got, obviously, either shopped around and Melbourne picked him up. And, I, you know, I don't know the bloke at all, but I think I feel a bit sorry for the predicament he's found himself in because he, he wanted to be a magpie for life. Collingwood, as opposed to West Coast on your earlier point, comparing the two sides, they've made some big player moves. You can remember the criticism they copped when they moved on Adam Trelaw. They moved yes. on Jaden Stephenson. Ste- Stephenson, yep. Um, there was a couple more maybe that played in that grand final. Brody Grundy played in that grand final. There's about 11 players. Oh, sorry, Red, prelim, prelim, sorry. 11 players no. from the 2018 grand final that are no longer yeah. in that side, which will probably play on, on Thursday night. So they've turned it over. I mean, we're going to Collingwood here, but they've turned that over. They've turned the board over. Uh, coach gone, president gone. They've done a lot, which yep. uh, at the time went, wow, it's quite jarring. But gee, uh, and they had to do better reports. So they've been through a lot, but they've now got some really good people in place, including Ned Kelly, um, Jeff Brown doing a really good job. And then you think of someone like, I know you won't 
probably even this won't register. Nadine Rabar, who's uh, the media communications lady who used to be at the AFL, recruited by Collingwood, doing a super job. So they've got all the... I know it's not, off-field's not the be-all and end-all, but so, it certainly helps. So I haven't heard Nadine's name before, but one thing I noticed from just watching along, their media and communications, one Terrific. of the best in the business. Terrific. They are outstanding, and she knows. She gets it. Gets yeah. it. Very important point. Gets it. Other clubs should have a good hard look at what they're doing. Asava Radigalia. Did that well. So did I? Yeah, you did really well. So um I'm a skater. I'm happy to reveal here on the Shelter Footy cast. I'm considering another comeback. I I I made my comeback this year into the waffle. Um I retired at the end of twenty twenty on about seventy grand a year. Um if I was if, if I played some games, my base was about forty. Um I think I could come back and play in the AFL. I'm considering a comeback. Asava Radigalia has been offered five years at $700,000. Five years? Five years is on the table. We've got Harry Mackay. He's worth a pick three in the national draft. There's never been ben a McKay. Ben Mackay? Ben Mackay. <laughs> Harry's his brother. Ben Mackay. Pick three. There's never been a better time to be a, defender. a dour defender, mate. <laughs> These blokes... Salva I love watching him play. His development from uh, you know up and down forward to I think a pretty consistent backman has been great to watch. Ben Mackay, he plays in a shit side. He gets the best players every week and he battles pretty well. But let me get this straight: those two players, they're, they're no stars. That they, they are decent money, isn't it? And it's a short Mate. career, short lifespan in footy. Mate, but the, it, the market for key backmen right now is absolutely outrageous behaviour. And I can, again, I can say I, I am considering a comeback. Whether it, where it comes, you to might want to get off the piss pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Skeeter. Thank you for that feedback. Uh, yeah, I've found that interesting. Um, West Coast are on the table if we're talking trade stuff. Devin Robertson and Tyler Brockman being. Yeah, uh, Tyler Brockman wants to come back, requested the trade back from Hawthorne. Uh, Devin Robertson, they're talking a four-year deal for him potentially. Uh, there was talk that he did a tour of the facilities at the West Coast. Of course, he's the nephew of, of Darren. Darren Glass. Yep. Um, and I think he's, uh, well, certainly his social media profile went through the roof after his uh, jumper was... Uh, uh, I keep thinking maybe you should just maybe do some activations, you know, maybe with the top off, maybe. Can we can we perhaps, Jaden, on socials, just roll out the, the footage of the... The jetty jump. Oh, I forgot. Really? Why, why would you need to do that? Mate, I'm we want to get 50s. some social following. <laughs> oh, for God. Mate, I don't need social following. I'm like, like, you know, it was Father's Day yesterday. Happy Father's Day. Happy to Father's you as well. Day, Skater. Yeah, I mean, I'm just happy to get a, an acknowledgement what from my daughters. Get? Uh, I got some, some runners. Because I did a run. I started running. I did two late laps of late Munger yet on did you? Friday. Just a little jog. Late seven Ks. Yeah, just. I'll have to meet you down there. Well, it's just, mate, it's very slow. And the, you know, the, the sad thing was. <laughs> what? The sad thing was that. You know when you're running, I think you're, you're yeah. going along okay. Yeah. Bit of and this this woman ran past me and and had me covered in about two strides. And she was uh, she, she was she was pregnant, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> that that uh, that made me feel a little bit self conscious and uh, and just oh, questioning my <laughs> pushing out the baby. She's pushing out a baby, and I'm just. I'm just struggling to... Yeah, oh, Jesus. Anyway, I've started the path towards fitness. fitness. Health. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, cheers to health. <laughs> Liam Henry, uh, he looks Gone. like he's out the door. No real surprises there. Although I don't think that's... 
I don't think that's overly positive for Frio, to be honest. He played most of the games in the back half of the season. Mm. I thought he was positive. I know I know some people say, we'll see you later. But said the same thing about Blake Akers, who's went on and had, a, a, I think, a really big year for Carlton. Um, Tucker's played pretty well for North Melbourne this year. These are guys that walked out the door. Logue's done his knee, and that's unfortunate, but he was going to be playing a little bit of a part. Rory Lobb, we know what he can do. They're now a key forward short, potentially. I know Jai misses stepped up Josh Tracy developing but that's probably got one more um key forward yeah they, they, they need to make sure they get it right again in the draft and bear in mind they've they gave up what is it that trade for, for Jackson so Melbourne gets a an early look at the draft with pick five I think it is that's a good point so so they 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 go they get shuffled back a bit what do they need they need more mids I think Scully. more mids you reckon yeah or so depth you, you want depth mids. Depth mids, yeah. I'm saying, yeah, more... more de- I mean, Hayden Young comes in there, but I, I still think they're three or four quality mids away from from being... I mean, you've you got to have, I think, eight to ten that can roll through there potentially. <sighs> yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm just thinking about what do you, What list. do you think? The defence is probably... You'd think that's shoring up, but, like, Alex... Alex Pierce has looked encumbered this season. Like he's looked. Well, he's injured. been injured. He's been injured. Joel Hamling, I don't think will be there. Are you happy with the forward year. line? As as we, although you just mentioned that, but are you happy with the forward well, line? I think forward line. I think that's. It's really interesting when you look at their list, isn't it? You're probably right. They need some depth in their midfield. I don't, I don't think. I don't think they need stars. But no, no. They got Matty Johnson and Neil Erasmus coming. Brody, through. Uh, Will Brody. What what's happening? I mean, I watched him on the weekend. He got a lot of the footy. He Is can't he? defend. What I've, t- what I've been told, I ask the exact same yeah. questions to people who would know, he cannot defend. And he cannot run defensively. It basically requires you to play a midfield that has someone covering for him when the ball which happened the in twenty twenty two. Then did it? Yeah, they would have Must had have. they would have had Dave Mundy floating around back there, and they would have had Blake Akers working pretty hard defensively from a wing. So. Liam Henry and James Ace, who have been, and Jordan Clark, who have played on the wing a fair bit. Yeah, very offensive. I would say they're most of them are offensive. So it changes the structure and the way Freo want to play having him in the team. That's what I've been told, yeah, whether you okay. agree with it or not. But I still think they need to, yeah, Henry, not a great loss, but can they find something midfield wise to. Neil Rasmussen and, and Matty Johnson, that, that's their depth right there. Uh, yeah. I, I, How much depth do you want? You can't have 10 midfielders running around. Mate, I'm telling you, if you. I, I still think that. If you're comfortable with your back line, which I think which Fremantle... Which were poor this year. Yeah, they were poor, but I still think they've got the bones there, haven't they? Brennan Cox, if he yeah. know, stays down back. Pierce, Ryan. I mean, they've got enough there. Chapman comes back in, potentially. They've missed Chapman. Yeah, they've missed Chapman. So their the back line's okay. Their ruck is... Well, Couldn't be better. Could be better, with, in better hands. Does Paul, he go, Sean Darcy? No, I, I, well, if he wants to go, then that's something that the Dockers have to deal with. I'm not letting him go. No. Or I'm not uh, shopping around... In any way, shape, or form, he's a good ruckman. He's a yes. great ruckman. Keep him, use him, make it work with uh, Jackson. Yes, it can, it can happen. Unless you Grundy and Max go on. Yeah, well, I think I think Jackson's ability to to, yeah. to play that that, in that yeah, it's slightly different mix. I I'd, I'd certainly not throwing Sean Darcy to the East Coast. Did you see the Northampton Grand Final? I didn't see, but I heard about the the drama that was associated with it. So. What's happened in this one? This is obviously local footy. Um, Northampton, Josh Kennedy's playing for them. Yeah. So it was a grand final. How many games did JK so play for this I year? I had a word to Josh before this how, grand how final. This he told me he was playing in this game. And I said, mate, what poor young kids spotted Missing you out. taken? Yeah. Anyway, they had a few injuries coming into the game. They they weren't scrapping for players. They had guys in the seconds. But anyone who was coming in was kind of hadn't been playing a lot of the year. 
Josh had played two or three games during And that the qualifies, year. obviously. Something like that. He comes in. He only kicked two, and one of them was in extra time. He kicked <laughs> one for the for the game. So there's a multiple common medal winner, all Australian. Can't even get a kick oh, at Northampton. Oh, fair, he's probably... He's having a... I'm guessing having a few hamburgers and... and kicking one in the waffle. I would say kicking one in the waffle, as I did, right? I saw, after, the, I saw the goal. After a few hamburgers and a couple of beers. I reckon that's a better effort than kicking one for Northampton. I mean, get a kick, seriously. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, the siren goes. Game over. Their opponents, who I don't know who they were. No idea. They win. They thought Ce- they won. Celebrating, carrying on, get the cup out on was the Was it a one-point result? Was one it that point, they thought they won by a point. point? Anyway, in the background, scurrying into the middle of the ground, the goal umpires come sprinting in. To confer? To confer. The scoreboard was wrong. Scores are level. So the bloke who's on, who's on the on the cans. <laughs> on the Martin Reddings is on the scoreboard. So we're talking about the thirsty Campbell Clanger of the there week. There it is. Skeeter on the scoreboard's had an absolute mare. Don't run out of your favourites. Grab your shoulders at thirsty Campbell. Just it's not that one job, Skeet. Just put the score up. Yeah. Uh, they've they've got everyone off the ground. They've had to clear the ground because all the crowds on there. Yeah. Played extra time, five minutes each way. Northampton kicked three. Josh Kennedy's oh. kicked one. Eighteen point winners. Was there end. any angst afterwards? Uh, I, I don't know. Oh, I think don't there would have been angst. All, all, I, all I discovered was Josh didn't play very well, so I was more than happy to Did Lecker play in that game as well? I don't think so. Okay. Harry Taylor? Oh, yeah, Harry Taylor. So yes. Harry Taylor did play, yes. I think Harry Taylor played. I mean, you're going pretty well. You know, three times. Well, no, how many times? Harry Taylor <laughs> won the flag. Won two, two times. Two times, yeah. Two times. Multiple Australian at one end and Josh Kennedy up there. Anyway, Northampton win. Did they cheat their way to the free game final? No, no, they didn't. That's a good win. Uh, Waffle finals, you called that yesterday. Did both games, Saturday, yep. Sunday. Subiak led by 28 against East per- against Peel Thundershot. They, they, uh, they led by 28, 28. yeah. There's a bit of, and again, the weather on the weekend, the breeze was just pumping to the right of screen. Um, certainly, from, certainly from the broadcast side, you could get um, some great carry with the kick. Uh, but the good thing from Peel, the victory, it came off the back of some of their, their local players. Uh, Jack Sears kicked four. Blair Bell was oh, terrific. Um, Travis Collier, of course, just delisted yep. or not offered a new contract. He did some really clean things. So a big win for Peel. Um, a lot of the Peel boys, uh, sorry, the, the Dockers boys were in the, the, the club rooms afterwards having a beer. Lukey Ryan, who was dressed a bit like Chris Marston uh, the other week. Um, so very well. Alex Pierce had the beanie on. Uh, so a few oh, of the boys got fashion back. parade down there, was it? No, I don't know, but I was just there, just ha- just having a quiet, uh, quiet beer after the game, a little shelter. Just but you to, were? Well, just a, a cleanser, yeah, just oh, after yeah. the game. Yeah. What were you doing there? What were you doing down there? Uh, I just got asked to come back. But who never, asked you to come down to the pool rooms? What people? Like, no, into the into the club oh, rooms okay. upstairs. East who Perth. asked you to come up there? Oh, just associates, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> delinquents, fellow ones. Peel Thunder win. They go and take on East Fremantle. What, that, but, they're the big story of the weekend, by the way, Scoey. East Fremantle. Yes. They're in the second semi-final. What's going on? But there's a, a financial audit into uh, some payments to players in 2022. So it won't affect any any penalty, which may or may not apply. It won't come into vogue for 2023, but for 2024, because it happened in 2022. Right. And it involves superannuation payments, uh, I'm led to believe, to some degree. So whether there was an administrative error in terms of how much each player was paid or certain players were paid, but either way, it's a salary cap breach investigation of sorts. Right. And we know what happened to South Fremantle this year, two-match penalty heading into this season, obviously. Mate, Peel Thunder lost their CEO over something like this. Yeah, so whether, whether, whether there's a case... That uh, some some administrators at East Fremantle under the pump. It's not great because they're they're the feel good story of the competition at the moment. But there's a bit of a cloud over what happened well, about not, twelve months ago. It's not feeling very good if you've been playing your players too much money and it's been deliberate. That's oh no no. If, if it's a if breach, they'll they'll cop their and whack. You can say what you like; it doesn't affect this year. But 
I can tell you right now, at those at those levels of footy, if players are getting paid more, they're going to get they're going to be more likely to hang around. So it'd be interesting to follow along with that because I don't have any idea what goes. No, on. that's fair enough. And just quickly, yesterday, our mate Hammer. Uh, yeah. So what's out. happening in this? What's happening in this game? They were knocked out of the finals by Claremont. Twelve uh, point result. Breeze again, a bit of a factor, but the Tigers just a bit too classy. Guys like Declan Hardest, he kicked two. Talon Delacey, Zach Main Wearing was good. Ollie Eastland in the ruck was terrific. Was there controversy? Not really. The umpiring was, I suppose, I think it was 26 free kicks to 13 in favour of Claremont. Um, that being said, uh, uh, the midfield at Eastbeth just didn't quite click. Croden was coming back from injury. Schumacher was shut down. Uh, Hamill was was solid, but they, they weren't as, as dominant as what we've seen during right. the year. So um, a young kid called Tom Graham. I'm not sure if you've heard of him, but he's a really fine. He's kicked four goals for East Perth, his first game for the year. Bottom line is they were top of the table midway through the season, East Perth. Fell away. Fell away a bit, missed out on the double chance by percentage. So I think Ross McQueen's done a really good job um, and they'll build from that. As for um, Claremont, they take on Subi in a first semi-final this Sunday. So, um, yeah, big footy final still in the waffle uh, over the next two or three weekends. You'll be calling that? Be calling that one, yes. Tell you what. Um, hard working, i tell you what. Uh, okay, let's get into some other sports, Skeeter. Just a bit of a whip around here. The basketball, the national team, the Boomers. Now, I don't follow this religiously. I've seen some results. They've lost some games they shouldn't have They should have won, and they've maybe won, won a game or two here and there. I think this is a great definition of why the Matildas, it was not men v. women, and it was not the women's aspect that made people follow it the boomers are no good they've got a, got a team full of stars they can't play together they're not good to watch because they're not winning and no one wants to watch them the matildas are good so we watched them we haven't seen the crap going on that we saw for the matildas because matildas were good the boomers are shite so the matildas made it through to the quarters or semis semis mate. so the semis so they finished what fourth effectively in the, in the yeah. world that's a really good result yeah, they were good to watch they ranked 10th in the world they're winning games yeah we'll we say i think the last, we like winners. Two, the last two words sum it up. If the Boomers had won ugly against Slovenia, for instance, yes. would there have been an issue? No, because they're winning games. Correct. That's all that matters. We that like level. winners. Yeah, Ben Simmons, does he strengthen them uh, for Paris, for instance? We like winners. We like winners, you're right. Uh, Boomers, Brian Gorgian, I love some of his quotes. So he's the, the American, he comes in, yeah, our guys, some of them had uh, five minutes, they're asleep on the court. Just, you know, all that sort of shit. I loved it. Anyway, Boomers, uh, we move on. Uh, they're done and dusted. We like winners. Ange Postacoglu's winning. Loving it. 5-2 uh, Burnley. And uh, Ange has just got the uh, the Tottenham faithful up and about. Uh, yes. First Aussie, of course, to get into the EPL. Big result for them. So they're currently um, near the top of the EPL ladder. Big win last night for Arsenal over Man United. It was one all after 28 minutes. Yes. Arsenal scores twice. Uh, once in about the 96th minute and once in the 101st minute to win 3-1 over Man United. So uh, the Gunners going beautifully and Man United uh, are in 11th spot after that result last night. I had Arsenal to win and to be more than two and a half goals for the game and the goal scorer in the 96th minute, um, the, the second goal, I had him for kicking a goal. So I'm well aware of everything that just happened, Skeeter, because I won. So you're punting that late at night. Wow, that's well, <laughs> Sorry, sorry. No, no, I'll just ask you. It's like that's it was a, well, you only you only, you only punt in the daylight hours, like, do you? Like, well, the stuff that I can see. Is that yeah. what you yeah, yeah, it. We just wake up and get the result. You don't. You, do you track the match during the That's night? right, Skater. I'm an Arsenal fan, mate. I love betting on my team. I like winners too. But Ange Postecoglou going Gun. very well at Tottenham. And the last one again, winners, the Bison, the, the Bison, the Bison cricket. 
Um, we love his appointment as captain. He looks like he's taken that and just gone whack. He's the most informal roundy in world cricket, isn't he? And he's just doing it brilliantly. He's uh, led them to uh, three wins in the trot in the T20s. Uh, Travis Head scored 90 off about 48 balls. Uh, terrific. Um, Sean Abbott was good with four for last night. So three zip in that. Uh, you're right, Mitch. Mitch Marsh. Um, it's amazing. Uh, and I'm not name dropping here, but walking out of Lords about, uh, about two or three months ago, this is day two, and he's just thinking, oh, I'm having a little break over here. Next test match, of course, he's played yes. and scored 100, played the rest of the series, and I think given the goodwill and how popular he is, ends up getting being named captain of the T20 team with Aaron Finch's retirement. So, And sometimes good things happen to good people, and I reckon he's a, he's a good good person, and uh, we're all really happy for him. Well, we are, but that hasn't always been... You've heard him speak about it. There, there's been a change. Unpopular. In, yeah. Which... But, but more so from the East Coast and, and the shit they gave the Marsh boys and whatever. And, and look, sometimes it's justified. They haven't, they've, haven't played to their potential, but Mitch... Um, he, you just can't dislike him, and and even now it's like he the, the quote he gave. I think going back, he said, "Look, you know, I was the most hated cricketer in Australia, etc." The fact he's able to articulate that and have a smile on his face, no, he's a lovable bloke, and I think I think whatever angst or um, anger or whatever it was towards uh, the Bison, that's that's turned around, and uh, he's hundred, of course, in the Ashes certainly helped that. I want Bison t-shirts. I want a big Bison, and I want to wear it everywhere. We love the Bison. We love the Bison. Uh, we didn't speak about the West Coast best and fairest at all. Tim Kelly, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean. Th- well, th- let's let's break it down. Wins by thirty-seven votes from Oscar Allen. It's no surprise. He was. He was Tim Kelly was outstanding. Twenty-two. Yeah, Twenty-two games. He played out of twenty-three. Um, all the numbers are good. I only learnt that he had a, a new fitness regime, someone to help him with his his running, which which that. yeah, which is interesting. He said it's his best year. Of course, he was a 2019 All Australian, um, and I, th- I suppose when you go back to break it all down, Tim Kelly, not his fault, but what he was brought to WA for, and what the Eagles gave up has always been the issue with a six year contract. Was it two first rounders, two second rounders? Um, They've got a best and fairest into the club. Absolutely. So, look, has it has it squared away? I think we're at the point now where we can say it's a, a, a good call. He's their best player. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I was thinking exactly the same thing when he was up there speaking. I was there, Skeeter, carrying on you a were, pork yeah. chop. Um, you did? Uh, that's good. I, I just thought that. I said, well, they've, they've done the trade. They've got the best player at the club. Like, and and um, I think he's had other good years at West Coast as well. It's not a standalone good year. No. I think he's been pretty good. Hasn't had the consistency he's had this year. Oscar Allen, like you said, comes second. 53 goals, something like that. Uh, how did Simo speak, by the way? Simo's vibe was really good. It was He was he seemed happy. Um, and I don't know if he was trying to sound happy or he is happy, but he, he sounded quite positive a about... That, I'm not trying to make this sound, but he was... He's been through a Walking lot. Walking on the plank, wasn't oh, he? He's been through a lot the last, well, 12 months probably. But, yeah, he was quite – he was trying to sell optimism. And I mean sell by – you know, that's just how coaches operate in the AFL. They're always trying to sell something, whether it be um, a vibe or whatever it is. And he was trying to be really optimistic. And so I thought his speech was quite good. Yeah, I liked I liked Simo, how he spoke. Oscar Allen second. Liam Duggan I thought was outstanding this year. He was third. Jaden Hunt, maybe some people didn't have him in their top five, but – if you think about the year he's had, I think he's been clearly a find. Yeah, and off the back of that, now I'm just looking in my memory bank at the at the list of, of vote winners and the leading young players in sort of first-year player as such. Longy. You're thinking no. Jinby, you're thinking Hewitt, Longy. but Noah Long, I think equal ninth. 
Yeah, so that's, I, a, that's a great reward for him. Well, I, I love it, and they, they they love him. They love the positions he gets himself to. He's a consistent player, he, and and it'll mean that as his career goes on, he'll he'll play some great footy because he just does the right thing more often than not, and and that's his biggest strength. And we've seen different guys come through the footy club, but people that spring to mind that have that quality that do the right thing more often than not, Shannon Hearn would be at the top of that list. If you think about Shannon Hearn, yeah, he had a big kick, but other than the big kick. It, his strengths, he wasn't a, he didn't have the speed or the step or the, he was just consistent. Just always did the right thing. That's mm. what they like about Noah Long and I'm not putting them together. But he's still got a, a fair, well, fair way to go before he's a, an elite f- small forward. Bailey Williams, very stiff to miss out what? on a top five. He missed by he one vote, sixth. Okay. Yeah. Did he win an award of any sort during the night? No, he didn't, which I thought was stiff as best well. Best Uh Shannon Hearn. Yep. Shannon Hearn was fifth in the best and fairest of 13 games, which... Yeah, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but that that's what that happened. Shannon Hearn was up there three times, so he had his retirement speech. He had his best club, and he had his number five. So by the by the third one, he yeah, just said, say. "Thanks, have a great night, all the best." Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty fair, best and fairest. Andrew Gaff was in the top ten. Um, wow, that's that's considering what he the criticism that came his yep. way for for so much of the year. I think he um, finished off pretty well. Yeah, and look, bear in mind what. Coaches voting for at club champion award nights is sometimes not. It's a, it's a formula which is a bit different to to some. I don't like judge it. it. I don't like it. The coaches the coaches vote. All five of them vote. They have three, two, one, or zero to give. So you can play a game and get a zero. Did so, you get any zeros? Oh, mate, absolutely. I got some zeros. <laughs> funny. I was lucky to get one vote. But the one votes are classic because. So if you see one vote next to someone's name, it means four of the coaches are giving you a zero and someone's just giving you a petty <laughs> yeah, one, one vote. Like a sympathy vote. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, Shelter Footy Cast. Uh, you get your listener questions in. If you want to ask us a question, you can send them to our email, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au or just DM us on Instagram, which is shelterfootycast, or you can put something in the comments down below of the YouTube page. Now, this comes in from Larry the Loose Lemon. <laughs> Skeeter. <laughs> Scoey, did you notice a difference in the way you slash the club trained once the regular season was finished and you were into the finals? What, if anything, changed at training? For example, intensity, culture, method, recovery, etc. Also, thank you, boys, for a ripper year talking footy on the podcast. This podcast has skyrocketed Mark Reddings' career. Has it really? <laughs> I haven't won a Logie Award yet, Peanut, so I actually have done something prior to this, haven't I? Well, it was plateauing, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a fair call. Uh, very good. Jeez, now, thank you, Larry. Um, finals footy. Uh, yeah, I mean, certainly at the club, um, the, the boys haven't seen it for a little while, but they used to... One thing I do remember, um, day one of sort of finals, so on the Monday, once you qualify for finals, they basically the marketing department would come through and completely deck the hallways in sort of um paraphernalia yeah i like, find like there'd be there'd be balloons there'd be streamers there'd be big banners of players like it would it would sort of transform the club into a and that was a simo yeah simo but you in. know what and even from a journalist point of view going to the first day of training on the week of a final in perth yeah. whether it's west coast whether it's a Fremantle, it's just if it's a nice sunny day and the springs it's just a great it's different. Great buzz. It's a different vibe. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of energy about the place. So um, whether it changes the training loads, I would have thought you're certainly not doing any more than what you have, have done during the year, surely. No, no, certainly not doing more. But training doesn't change too much. I would say the two things that change is the focus. So 
you can just sense, like you said, you can sense a, a focus and intensity at training. Um, also, um, I think from a coaching point of view, in the season, you, you get so caught up with next week, next week, next week, whereas in finals, you, you, you win or you go home. So there's an incredible focus on the team you're playing. Um, you get more vision, you get you get more stats, you get more chance to beat your man as a, as a backman. You, you, you know exactly how they play. I'm not saying you don't know that during the year, but there, there's always sort of, you're looking, in, you, you almost sometimes look too far ahead or in blocks, um, whereas finals, you need ultimate focus on winning that game. And I imagine keeping your routine pretty much stock standard is, is, is crucial. There's no point getting all funky around finals in terms of what you do and how you go about your business. I've spoken about it grand final 15 to 18 so I turned my phone off on Wednesday of 2018 because 2015 it was just crazy everyone which is which is fair and I wants to you know you know tell you you their well wishes and get tickets and all, and all this stuff and I got to be carried away in 2015 so that's that's going on from normal finals grand final week's crazy but mm. it's certainly it's where you want to be you want to be you'd rather be there than sitting drinking yeah, shelters with all due respect on a Monday. Yeah, at the moment, grim. Um, Skeeter, that's us done and dusted. Quick shout out. We know we get some people coming to us. So Jason Best, uh, he's in the, works in the hospitality industry. I did Bestie. a function recently, and he, he loves our work. And we uh, like to have uh, people come up and say good day and uh, pass on their best. So what? Bestie, he, he loves his cricket. He texts me. We were uh, communicating when I was in Paris after the Lord's Test match. Oh, and no, anyway, I just uh, no, honestly, no, no, just a battler doing oh. his best. Man of the people, I like to say. Does Bestie get you in? Does he get you? No, in no, no. What, what, what's he got in return for that? Of the Shelter Footy Cast. That's right. And as I said. Man of the people like to acknowledge those that I come into. Uh, what does the man of the with? people manage to weave in Paris this, <laughs> the ashes that, box well, this, box that? No, no, I'm just, uh, well, I'm just. You're far from it. That's what you trying are. Trying to get from week to week, paycheck to paycheck. Socials, uh, Shelter Footycast on Instagram, find us there, YouTube, Skeeter and I are done and dusted. Nice jacket today, mate, by the yeah, way. Puffer jacket, like out of Seinfeld. Puff, yeah. puff Daddy. Like <laughs> Skeeter. 